first thing that got yeah, recorded. No. This I, I heard you clicking. <laughs> I'm a <jack. laughs> Ooh, that was loud. Jeez. I pop top screw top. Is the volume like super high? I don't think so. Is it? I don't know. It sounds high. I have the gain about where it normally is. I feel like I'm shouting and I'm whispering. I'll turn it down just a notch then. Is that better? Yeah, thank you. No, not a problem. <laughs> Welcome to the Nightmare Box, <laughs> presenting Mistakes Were Made. My name is Brett Bloom, and I'm sitting across from the beautiful, the effervescent, the badass bitch who will be going to her graduate studies. Kristen Bloom! Oh, okay. <laughs> As you could probably Once again, tell, I'm a jackass. <laughs> I woke up very well rested. We went down to the, the river. And got a nice long walk in. First good walk. First beautiful day of the year. Jack's got to swim around. He got muddy. Got a bath. Got brushed. He got exhausted. I was exhausted. Fell got asleep. wings. Got wings. Fell asleep. Woke up. Best sleep I've had in a long time. So I got all this proper exercise in. In a really, really good mind place. Looked down. Oh, the university has sent me an email. Let's see what these guys want. Didn't get in, team. Didn't get in. But... Fuck it. It's a really prestigious <laughs> program, and they only let a very small amount of people in. So. Yeah. Well, I cried last night, and that's all the crying I'm doing over it. So but I, that, that's my huge update. And that's kind of the jumping off point for today's episode. Accepting failure and shit. I, I don't know. We'll kind of wing it. Embracing positivity, even though you can tell he has none. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to... I don't know... I mean, this this one might be a little all over the place, but yeah. So I got the email in from the university. Um, I didn't make it in. They sent out the, I don't know if it's just the standard email or if there really was a little different. They said they got a lot of really talented writers in. Unfortunately, I'm not talented. So. That is not what it said. That is not what it said. So I did not get a slot this year. I'll uh, be trying again, more than likely. Um putting together a packet for October. But I was thinking over a few things, because I do really like this character that's come out of this whole process. And um, I will be starting the novel relatively shortly. Got a few more things I need to figure out. Yesterday, cleaned up the whiteboard so I can start taking my fresh notes for it. Um, and I think I'm going to do a few things different this go around. I literally did a Google search. Uh, didn't make into my grad program and <laughs> like all these websites are like first off don't jump off a bridge you haven't derailed your career everything's going to be okay um but a couple of the notes on there was like reassessing the application itself in particularly in particularly for me um i want to revisit the letter because i had like all of these expectations in my head mm-hmm. of uh how i was going to do my was it the letter of intent? Is that what they call yeah, it? Yeah, letter of intent. Yeah. Um, of how I was going to do that, and then that didn't end up happening. And I had to kind of rush my letter. So it it, was, it wasn't bad by you know any means, but it could have been a lot better. So I want to try to do some more research this year. As far as what goes into that letter of intent, do a kind of a soul dive on myself as to why I even want to go into the master's program. And hopefully return better prepared uh, next go around while Jax eats his dinner. <laughs> Yeah, and like, um, you and I were talking about it yesterday, 
and you know, I know it feels shitty either way. Like there's not really anything anyone can say that's gonna make it feel less shitty right yeah. now. Like it's something you kind of have to individually process. Well, but not, like, I'm not angry about it by any no, means. I'm I mean, really happy that the people that got in yeah. got in. I've got no ill will. Yeah, but I mean it it, it doesn't feel great. Like mm-hmm. that's never gonna feel great whether you're disappointed or sad or whatever, you know, it, it's not a great feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I I feel like what you turned in was really good and I'm really proud of you and I, I think it's just kind of a bit of a bummer because it is apparently such a competitive program and uh, I, I don't know if it's like literally highly rated on like a national level or whatever, but at least here in Montana it seems yeah. to be a highly valued program. They didn't, like... They let in, like, ten people across three categories. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's, like, what, 30 students in total get mm-hmm. in. And, um, like... They're going for, like, poetry or nonfiction. I think they only let five in per them. And then it was yeah. 10 to 15 for creative writing fiction, which yeah. is what I went in for. And, I mean, which I don't know for sure that that's how they do it. But, like, I would imagine the genre and, like, the type of... Mm-hmm. Um, writing that each individual that submits to it wants to pursue probably gets taken into like consideration too. I mean, if they had like ten romance writers that were all just phenomenal, they might only accept romance writers that year. But I would mm-hmm. imagine in general they try to like kind of be like, oh, okay, well we've got a couple of people that are into, you this, know, yeah. yeah, ghost stories, and then a couple of people that are into comedies or whatever. So like that kind of narrows your pull down even more. And I don't know, like. I feel like it's difficult in that particular situation to kind of know what they're looking for so that you can kind of target mm-hmm. um, your application in a way that's going to make it sound more impressive or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Because, like, with mine, uh, there was very little, like, writing involved. I did have to do a letter mm-hmm. of intent also and then the letters of recommendation. But for, like, my work, they're like, just send in your films, period. Like, mm-hmm. don't explain your films. Don't, you know give us a breakdown of them just send them in so for like my stuff it's like here it is it's completely open to interpretation (laughs) yeah good luck to you (laughs) yeah so like i don't know like i feel like with mine like my job is literally just to like send in my shit and hope for the best Mm -hmm. and like whenever you're sending in like your personal thoughts or your personal writing samples or whatever there's kind of this like like how do i how do i do this in a way that they're going to like me yeah because, like, the lady who wrote, is it called Maid? Is that, mm-hmm. it's just yeah. called Maid. Um, I believe she went up there. I know she got rejected. She did her program. bachelor's there. Did her and bachelor's And they rejected there. her for yeah. the master's. And then, of course, the river runs through it, is based out of this exact area. I believe the person who did Fall to My Stars is, like, a part of their program. They've got some big names that have come out of that, um, out of this particular program. <clears throat> and I don't know... Like, that's not how I write. I'm not going to write your coming-of-age tale about growing up fly-fishing. I've never fly-fished. Well, your memoir is kind of a coming-of-age tale, but yeah, not was... about fly-fishing. <laughs> <laughs> Which, that might not be a bad, you know, one to maybe gear towards submitting last time. I think what might have hurt me as well is my writing sample came out, like, two pages above minimum. I had, like, another 13 pages I could have gone on to submit, and I didn't. I got it in at the deadline, which I thought was smart because I wanted to give myself all the time I had before hitting, but I don't know if they're taking that into consideration. If I hit them with a full packet right there in early October, if that would bode better. Because yeah. it shows that I've you know put the couple of months into it. 
But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we've got time. I mean, it's about to be April right now, so if we start working on it now, um, yeah, you know, it's plenty of time. To... Another thing that I saw, um, they were like, well, find a way to boost your uh, resume um, by maybe, like, taking individual college courses and stuff like that so you can put all those into like recent education especially somebody like me my gpa was not the best because i forgot to tell them i wasn't coming back to school when i joined the air force you keep saying that but your gpa was a b minus like your gpa isn't (laughs) bad i just think when you go into upper level classes they are very picky yeah and like i don't know i understand i definitely do understand like wanting prestigious students because you certainly like with undergrad classes i feel like a lot of colleges have really high uh turnover rates yeah and you probably don't want that for your grad program so i get like being picky but i, I feel like some of the standards are a little unfair like no. if your gpa is a b minus regular or plus a b is not a bad grade <laughs> yeah they were talking about like expanding your resume in different ways and i was thinking about how i could do that without taking the individual courses because I don't want to pay the money to just go for this is my Tuesday night you know flash fiction course or whatever I don't even know if that's something that they offer or how one goes about doing that it's it's a bit to writing competitions online wow it's like you read my mind oh sorry so what I was thinking was <laughs> sorry uh, if I could submit into a couple of competitions uh, this year, if I win any of them or if I place anywhere in there, I can add those to the, hey, this is my continued effort. These people enjoyed what I wrote, and maybe there's a little bit of pull. So I wrote down a few of them that I'd looked at today that just seemed interesting to me. Uh, I didn't spend more than 30 minutes digging around for them, so I don't have a full com- like full list for you. Uh, but there are a gang of them on fanstory.com. And I'm going to go over a few of those right now. So there's a website called readsy.blog, I believe, is what it is. And they have a prompt contest. So every single week on the Readsy website, um, they do a weekly prompt. And if you, it'll be like the story opens with somebody opening a box of used clothes or some shit like that. Something that vague. And you have to use that somewhere in your story. The winner of that competition each week um, gets $250 and their story put up on the Readsy blog. Nice. Which I don't know how prestigious that is. I need to do more research into Readsy. But if you're out there like me looking for a competition, you can do better than, or you can't do better than a new prompt every single week. Um, this one I thought was cool. It's due by 30 April. It's called the Wrong Turns Travel Writing Competition. It's through Intrepid Times. Um, What's a fun name? Intrepid Times. Intrepid Times. Uh, They're looking for travel stories where you got lost while you were traveling. So I thought that might be a fun one to explore because I'm really good at getting lost. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I have any fun stories from getting lost outside of the weird people one meets in like the Georgia, Tennessee border towns. Uh, But that's due on 30 April and their top prize is $150 plus the publication on the website. Uh, there's one called the two line poem that's run through fan story. And that is a two line poem, six syllables each. Uh, you're going to need, um, both an internal and an ending rhyme that's due by five December. And then the true story contest, which is 
a true story from your life. Very also thought. on fan story. Uh, and that's a hundred for the top. Nice. Um, yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of stuff like that out there. I know I get, um, I don't know if they have something equivalent for writing. Surely they do though. But, um, there's a couple of submission sites that were kind of the standard for like, if you were submitting to major film festivals that you have to go through. Um, and I know one of them within the past few years, actually, I think ended up going under, I can't remember either of them off the top of my head, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. Um, but you like can sign up for free and then they kind of tell you what all festivals you can submit to and when those are open and stuff. And then of course you have to pay the fee to submit, but because I'm on those sites, I don't know if my information is public or if it's one of those things where they sell your information or what, but I get like so many spam emails from like, (laughs) submit your film to our film festival or whatever. And it's like, I get two or three a week, every week. Yeah. Without fail. (laughs) Like, it's constantly cluttering up my inbox. So, like, I'm sure there's probably some site, like, out there that kind of connects you to stuff that's, like, just forever going. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, that sounds like what the fan story thing is. And most of them were, like, $5 submission fees. And I don't know how many people are competing there. But I figured if I could shoot off, you know, maybe five or six of those before the process kicks off again for the masters if i even win one of them you know i can just try to give it the most prestigious name possible you know within the confines of reality i I was the number three (laughs) seed in the wrong turns travel through intrepid (laughs) i feel like too even if you don't um necessarily snag any awards like the i don't know if you've talked about that on the podcast i don't know if we talked about that last time or not but the Substack thing that you've been considering yeah. like i feel like having like um an active site where you're posting regularly too and these are mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not specifically just talking to brett i think we're kind of generally talking <laughs> to people who are looking for pointers for kind of building up their resume or applying for shit or whatever um so this applies to anyone who's listening um kind of building up that like look i post constantly i take it seriously yeah. like I, I feel like even because I don't have any awards on any of my films, even like stuff like that, like probably looks impressive yeah, where it's like, Oh look, he's a regular working writer. Yeah. And my, you know, the nightmare box website hasn't been truly active since the pandemic. So it's more or less a dead site for right now. Um, while I try to figure out this Substack thing might wind up moving some stuff over and give you guys all the updates. But yeah, I'd imagine something like that would look really good on the resume. I can drop that in the letter and be like, hey, there's X amount of followers. There's X amount of content over here. If you need more of my writing samples, you can find them here. Um, And it would also help me do something that I really think I need to do for this go around, which is um, to get the teaching assistantship. They wanted me to write an essay. And I wrote a really good essay back in 2018. It's a really good essay. It is a really good essay. <laughs> you didn't have your source page, though, which might not yeah, have that helped. that might have kicked me in the dick. <laughs> I did not have that. <clears throat> but it was all about um, the story of Ed Gein and the movie Psycho, tying those two together so that I could discuss um, the Mignotten. Mignotten. M. Naughton. I wrote the fucking essay. Uh, <laughs> I recently read it. That's the only reason I know. Yeah. I would have been like, uh... Yeah, the M. Naughton rule, uh, which is the... Um, I'm failing today. Uh, the scale for, like... Not the scale. The, 
it's the whatever for the insanity defense. It's like the the, the standard yeah like law. I'm not a lawyer, my brother. Is. <laughs> um, and that hasn't changed since like the 1800s. Some dude in England shot somebody from the parliament is the, the long and short of it and his name was Amnaden and they declared him legally insane so this is the definition standard. for legal insanity the standard, standard yes and so I wrote this essay that tied those three concepts together to kind of put up a I wouldn't call it a defense but would we find I almost called him Norm MacDonald Norman Bates <laughs> would we find Norman Bates uh, legally insane in the real world type situation. And I've been thinking about maybe not giving up on that essay. I, I, I like it, but it, I mean, it's not really going anywhere. Um, doing an updated, not version of that, but a, a new essay, spending some time in the library, pulling together sources, giving something fresh, you know, that applies now post pandemic, post move to Missoula. Um, type thing. I don't know what I would write it on though. I was trying to think about that earlier. And I do think the downside to having submitted like this stuff once already I don't think it would be advisable to submit it again so I do mm -hmm. think you're kind of unfortunately at a point where you can't use that essay again for this but maybe even if you like do decide to do the substack thing and like have stuff on there that's like a paid read or just stuff that's on there for fun. Like, I really like that essay. I would be like, put that essay up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I figured that's what I was making the connection to is I do want to have like an essay element about writing on the Substack should I choose to go that route. We kind of expand on a few things that we've talked about on here. Um, and my thoughts, like last episode on character development, and I could do like a whole mini essay on that. And I think if I were to do a couple times a week or at least once a week, then I'll have something to pull out of that that I can expand into the formal essay for the teaching assistantship. I think that would be a good idea. And I think, too, like the teaching or the application in general aside, it would be good for you. And, like, the whole process, I think, in general has been good for both of us. Like, I've been... Um, not like a ton, but like a, a bit at work, like listening to some podcasts. Yeah, I wanted like, to talk to you about that <laughs> stuff too. Uh, listening to some podcasts about like uh, the making of like specific films and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And these are the same ones that I listened to like a year ago, right? Yeah, yeah. they're the same. I don't think you did the Star Wars one, but yeah, yeah. you did the Jaws and, and Psycho, Psycho and uh, the Exorcist ones. Mm -hmm. All by Wondery, which are very fantastic. Not to plug <laughs> someone else's podcast network, but very well done. Very well done. Um, Welcome to one. <laughs> and like I, um, Brett's very much a person that like constantly likes having stimulation around. Like there's always like music or podcasts or something going. Yeah. Um, reading, I'm watching yeah. this documentary on and I'm reading a book. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you like being like stimulated pretty much throughout the whole day. And I'm kind of the opposite. Like I, um, I get... <laughs> I'm, like, very introverted, so that's the podcast element has been kind of weird for me. Um, it's it's gotten easier as we've continued on, but, like, I'm very introverted, and, like, I, I feel aggressively, like, drained by having too much of my personal energy consumed. Yeah. So like You on, drive in total silence. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, on my drive home and my drive to work, I don't listen to anything at all. Like, I sit in silence, and, mm -hmm. like, that's really refreshing for me, and... I take ungodly long showers because 
being in silence and I don't turn on music or anything being in silence in the running water is like really refreshing for me and kind of helps me clear my mind um and so like I've never been into the listening to podcasts and stuff especially when I'm already at work and it's already noisy and there's just a lot going on and uh it's been I've been doing the American hostage and I'll, I'll leave my bluetooth things on and so I'll be listening to like this um really cool podcast but Jesus Christ, please do 40-minute episodes if you're only going to release it once a week because it's <laughs> exciting, but by the time I'm into it, it's ended. Um, so I'll have, like, a reenactment of this crazy like dude who's in a hostage situation. He's got a shotgun strapped to the back of somebody's head. The phone will ring. I'll click it off. I'll pick up the phone. I'll have somebody screaming at me at the dispatch center. I'll fucking put that down, turn back on my hostage situation. Somebody comes in the door. <laughs> yeah, that's too much for me. That's way too much. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I, like it's been kind of a rough past couple of weeks, and I was like, kind of like feeling this need to tune out some of the noise at work, so mm-hmm. I could like just focus and get my shit done. Um, so I started listening to these inside, you know, the making of whatever movies, and um, I don't know, like it it did help like tune out the noise of work, but it kind of had the opposite effect of what I was thinking. Like I was like, oh, this will help me, like focus and just kind of get through the day it'll make the time go by faster and like it's it's good but it's also uh kind of a bummer when you still have a day job like i was strongly having this sense of like i am miserable here and like why am i here and this is terrible and i hate this and these people were like living on scraps in their 20s making films and like Mm -hmm. living off of like which back then you know would have been a decent amount of money but living off of like ten thousand dollars for a couple of years like struggling to get by to make these movies and um yeah it's kind of had me like i don't know like the second i step foot into work from the second i leave work just like full-blown raging misery (laughs) (laughs) and then um i don't know like we stopped doing the podcast i think in large part and stopped doing the short films or like didn't follow through on plans that we made that we discussed on the podcast a lot because it felt like there was just too much happening and it was all really overwhelming and it was like tired i just need a break and mm-hmm. um still tired still <laughs> very much like a break very much looking you hear forward that in the background that's a little girl i keep in the basement <laughs> <laughs> the windows are open uh very much looking forward to our thus unnamed trip that's coming yeah. up um but i'm feeling a bit of opposite energy about the podcast like i was like i'm tired i had a really long day but i was excited to come home and work on the podcast and uh, i worked on like updating some of the descriptions and stuff and we're almost caught up (laughs) hopefully hopefully i'll be more responsible about it um but i i think i I know it's stressful like finding time to work on stuff and like finding time to write whenever you're like literally being worked to death (laughs) yeah but like i don't know like I, i am exhausted and like Every day, like, whenever I go to work, I feel like I just want to cry because I'm so tired. And then I get home and I'm just like, this five minutes right here Mm -hmm. is what I want to do every waking second. And so I'm going to try to find, like, the energy to treasure this moment instead of being frustrated by it. And we probably will still, for the meantime, just do one podcast a week. And I don't think we're going to go back to doing uh, short films right now. But I don't know. Like, I, I feel like maybe the time away from the podcast was good. And gave me a little perspective, and, like, now being back, I'm like, why did we take time off? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's always been fun for me. I mean, even at the 
basic level. Like if it's not fun for you guys listening, uh, which we go s- fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Of a shit. I'm not. Um, <laughs> Guy in India, come back. I miss you. <laughs> come on, India. Um, if for nothing else, it's a, a guaranteed like hour ish that I get to spend with you, just sitting and talking about the arts, the things that you know do keep the passion alive, and I feel like it keeps me accountable to do or to continue to to write like it it would be really silly if i kept coming on here and i'm like well didn't accomplish anything in the writing and i love it you know it would make me feel really dumb yeah so it kind of keeps me focused which is my favorite part about it um on top of the fact that it gives us an excuse to watch movies on occasion and review, review those movies, even the really dumb ones. Guys, there was a stupid one the other day that we did not make it through the opening fucking... Llamageddon. <laughs> it was like, a, we love Zombievers. Our entire mm-hmm. relationship started because of Zombievers, and now Llamageddon is here, and it sucked. Well, and I saw, like, Raptor Man or some shit like that, this dude who can turn himself into a dinosaur. Okay. And I was, like, not even turning that one on. Cause well, the difference <laughs> Amazon in... Prime has just opened up a long long list of shitty films. Well, the difference in <laughs> Zombievers and Lamageddon is Zombievers was like a legit movie production, mm-hmm. and I think you can just submit your shit to Amazon Prime, so I could put the dolls on Amazon Prime if I wanted, and Lamageddon is a student film. <laughs> like, it is a student film. I don't think we made it to the title. <laughs> no, like, it was bad. It was really bad. Like, poorly lit, like, the sound was bad. Oh, speaking of bad Hilarious sound. Hilarious title, though. I mean, i give you that, so. Like if you hear this, Lamageddon people, I, I support it. It's not for me. <laughs> uh, speaking of bad sound, though, that was something I was like feeling kind of proud of, I guess, because um, I did the One Day podcasts, which are obviously very well produced and yeah. very well done, and like sound effects and everything added to them. They're incredible. Uh, like Faith sound does quality. stuff like that, right? Where yeah, it's, scripted yeah. podcasts. Yeah. Um, and then I tried to switch over to a couple of other podcasts just to like try to find something to listen to today. And, um, I just didn't really, nothing grabbed. I mean, it wasn't necessarily that they were bad, but there was one that I was listening to, um, that the sound quality wasn't great on. And it was specifically because the person he was interviewing was like via like a internet connection or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, (laughs) and my film professor that I, um, really enjoyed and respected having, uh, always said, uh, you know, if nothing else, you have to make sure the sound quality is good because people are more quickly going to forgive a shitty image over not being able to understand yeah. what's being said. And yeah, I was like interested in the topic of the podcast, but I couldn't get past the bad quality and I mm-hmm. turned it off. And then I started listening to some of our older podcasts because I was like, I need to get those descriptions updated. <laughs> so I need to like remind myself what we <laughs> talked about so I can slap some half-hearted description on it. Yeah. Um, and, like, yeah, I, I know you can hear, like, the birds chirping or the kids playing or whatever, and it would be more ideal if we had, like, a proper soundproof studio. I think it's kind like... of endearing because it kind of, like, keeps us at our roots. It's like, no, I don't have a studio. I'm paying a shitload of money for a one-bedroom apartment. And we're you know, sitting you're gonna at our kitchen table. <laughs> it's, it's not like you're hearing ambulances drive by, like, the early days of the show. But the, the sound quality's not terrible. I was like, we're not doing that bad. Like, you can mm-hmm. hear clearly, yeah, sometimes the levels kind of spike, sometimes the dogs being obnoxious. But I was like, it doesn't sound that bad. Like, I, I yeah. don't ever, like go ooh, like that that's terrible turn that off you know yeah. no the worst part about the podcast is my laugh <laughs> which i have come to know um via the sound wave Lean signal back. yeah 
I've come to know it via the sound wave symbol because it'll be like nice, even keeled, and then it'll just spark out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, there's me being a dumbass again. <laughs> yeah, it's a. I don't know. Whenever you spend a lot of time listening to yourself and editing yourself, you kind of get more aware of that. So you're like, oh, mm-hmm. don't laugh so loud. Or yeah, like... try, to, try to go through the nose unless it's really, really, really funny. <laughs> but yeah, that, I mean, the sound quality, that, that's huge. I've noticed it a lot with um, the audiobooks because I've been doing the audiobooks. I need to find a new one because I got my monthly credit, so I get to do another audiobook. I've got like 16 on backlog. But. Um, when you've got a free credit and you used a free credit to listen to 48 hours of Stephen King, it feels like a waste to like do any less than that. It's like, is this one credit not going to last my whole month? <laughs> um, but there have been books that I've not listened to on Audible because I've hit the preview button and I'm like, that guy's cadence is annoying his voice is annoying yeah. i can't deal with this i don't care how good war and peace is well i'm not saying the sound <laughs> of my voice isn't annoying i'm just saying you can clearly hear my annoying voice <laughs> <laughs> but like stan hope like he did his it sounds like he did it like right there in the fun house it, it, so it's it's not like um sound booth studio quality like he especially when he cuts out of the novel to like break the fourth wall or have somebody on in the middle for like a mini podcast in the middle of the book it does something i don't know why i'm going off on the tear about audible but cheers we were talking about the sound quality Uh and how our sound quality is not terrible all things considered (laughs) (laughs) i need to i need to work on my stage voice though i've got to work on having a more pleasant cadence (laughs) well that'd be maybe something fun to try take a like voiceover class no, like doing a, a scripted one. Uh, yeah. Like we get other people to kind of come in and, and like play characters and stuff like that. That'd be interesting. I've never tried to write anything like that. I think it'd be cool if I didn't have a full-time job. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what maybe one day. Yeah, it's like send Kristen out into the world. Go collect sounds. And I'm going to write a story around sounds. Well, one of the ones that I listened to today to update the description on, and I, I don't even remember what the episode title was. It's like in the 170s or 180s, though. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Um, we were talking about going to the thrift store and buying, <clears throat> excuse me, like stuff to do a stop motion film yep. out of like actual objects, which we never did that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were talking about the Theo Vaughn thing where like his fans like edit some of his podcasts and I was like, yeah, what if like that episode where the dude was writhing in pain, <laughs> we just animated that. <laughs> it's like we could just animate oh, our the, own podcast. the old man whose life I saved? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On Father's Day. <laughs> Save yeah. the best friend's life. I revisited that one today, and I was like, "I'm not gonna do it," but it's a pretty funny concept. <laughs> just have a little like paper cut out dude, just like ah, yeah. dying. <laughs> That'd be fucking funny. <laughs> so we could just reenact our own podcasts. <laughs> I'm down. But like the um, some of the Wondery ones have done it. I know for a fact, but um, like Parcast is a different company, and Amazon has its own branch of the Amazon Originals. They go so far as to, which, I'll get to that in a second, but, like, if somebody opens the door, you hear the door open, they close the door. So, like, it's, like, this fully immersive thing that can kind of play out inside your head. But the one with, what bugs me about the Amazon original, the American Hostage, the one that I'm listening to right now, 
I don't know if they don't have the recordings of these conversations that the FBI was having with a fucking American hostage taker in the series American Hostage, but they've got a reenactor dude doing the voices for the guy who was definitely on a radio station. <laughs> so you could just lift that audio. <laughs> That's one thing I didn't love about the movie ones that I was listening to from Wondery is the guy that did the podcast would do, um, which it was fine if he was just kind of like, quote unquote, reenacting like a thing just for the sake mm-hmm. of the story. But he would do the voices for all the people that he was talking about. But then he would do these like fake interviews where like... He's talking to himself. <laughs> yeah, like he he was quote unquote at George Lucas's house yeah. interviewing George Lucas, but he's doing both voices. And I'm like, why are you pretending like you're doing an interview? <laughs> why are you pretending to be George Lucas? <laughs> it was weird. Um, well, like it, especially with the American Hostage one. I mean, yeah, that's strange that they wouldn't just hire another actor to do the voice. But yeah, um, like I wish that for the American hostage where they'd lifted it because what I, I love, and I know that he has had some controversial moments inside of his career. Uh, I love the sword and scale podcast. I think it's fucking brilliant. That's very well done, but yeah. Phenomenal. (laughs) Um, Just listen to it and not think about the host. But he'll talk about something. And then instead of him saying the police, you know, showed up and they found this body, it'll cut away to a newscaster from that moment and they'll have the newscaster explain it in real time so like he's almost narrating these series of police interviews as opposed to telling you the entirety of the story so you kind of get hit by a bunch of different you know waves as you're kind of going around he hides things from you that weren't that the police didn't initially know so instead of telling you this is exactly what had happened i listened to one the other day i wish i could remember the guy's name because i really (laughs) want to plug this fucking episode For like 40 minutes, we're going off about how this dude is being abused by his girlfriend. And all we know is at the end of this story, that girl's going to die because this is sword and scale. (laughs) So we're just listening to all these psychologists and they're talking about, you know, the abusive relationship these two were in. And was he a good guy? Was she a bad girl? Was he a bad guy? Was she a good girl? Blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden we jump perspectives to this like 16 year old that's being interviewed and who 10 years ago was involved in this car accident. And I was like, where the fuck are we going with this? And what happened is this dude killed her, beheaded her, had her head and her body in the trunk of, or not the trunk, but the, um, the back of his pickup truck. And then in an attempt to kill himself, he drove head on into a car. That little five year old was in the car now 15, 16 years old kills her entire fucking family so we jump around jump around and then um they're talking they've got the uh the police monitor the fucking body cam the audio from that and the guy goes i cut off her head and he goes well where's her head and he goes it's about 20 yards over there and it's just laying in the middle of the fucking highway so like i'm sitting here going why am i learning so much about this abusive relationship and then like in the last 20 minutes it just completely fucking spins itself around you know this crazy goddamn incident so good job sword and scale (laughs) sorry if i ruined the episode for you team right i tried this conversation went from Brett didn't get into the masters. To, I'm ruining podcasts. <laughs> I, I tried to listen to. Um, there's one called Roanoke Falls, uh, which is I, I think kind of a dramatic retelling of like the kind Ro- of a fantasy version of what potentially happened at Roanoke. Like I think it's meant to be like 
demons and monsters and whatever. It's not meant to be like a realistic. It's just kind of a well. What if this happened? Oh, it's not like a story of the actual. Well, it's of the colony, but it's like, what if this is how they died or oh, whatever? Oh, oh. And like, it opens up, um, <clears throat> like with several people are already dead, and it's from one girl's perspective, and like shit's already popping off. But they warn you at the beginning of the episode um, that you know it's adult content or whatever. But they're like, it's a three D audio or something, and they're like, hmm. it's best listened with headphones, and like you're gonna feel like sounds are coming from like in front of you and behind you and whatever. And I'm like. Okay, how did they do that, though? I know you can shift from left to right headphone, but... How do you go front to back? Yeah. I was like, how are you making it sound like it's behind me? <laughs> I, like, I need to do more research on this. I ended up having to turn it off because it was a bit too much for at work. I was like, yeah. okay, I can't listen to this. That sounds <laughs> but, pretty solid, though. Yeah, I was like, is that a thing? I need to get into dramatic podcasts. <laughs> that might be something fun to do. I mean, not consistently like i'm not gonna fucking guarantee like you guys a <laughs> once a month but maybe one day you know sit down write a script hey here are the sounds we need and then spend a weekend recording it and just kind of see what happens if Keep i it. fuck with the, the the it begins with an o the directional oh omnidirectional oh well that's a direction but yeah the mic has a directional setting so you can change it from like cardioid would that affect the way that it was picked up like if i'm talking here if you clicked it to where it was picking up left would it drop in left headphone no it would sound like you were just far away like it wouldn't clearly pick up your voice that's an editing you determine which side you want it to come out of that's pretty cool (laughs) that's something you'd have to do in post in post (laughs) gotta learn to do some shit in post got a lot of time got a lot of time now that I'm no longer going to college Uh (laughs) we should probably move off of uh, editing in GarageBand we're still recording and editing in GarageBand so if anyone has any um, particular programs that they're really into not Pro Tools because I'm not paying for Pro Tools hit me up what's wrong with the GarageBand because it's it's a little beginner program. <laughs> I took a... Okay, so LinkedIn... I had half the mind to just, like, start fucking around on the acoustic guitar. <laughs> Not my acoustic guitar. That's broken. <laughs> the one in GarageBand. Ding, 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 ding. we'd be able to hear it. Like, oh. what it actually... Let's see. I think we'd be able to hear it. I don't think the listeners would, though. <laughs> no, it's not even popping up. No. Bastard. Can't do it when you're recording. I've been Act to. professional, Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something now I forgot. <laughs> this podcast is all over the place. Fuck it. I'm drinking. Uh, oh, no. So uh, I've been like applying to like a lot of jobs and stuff on LinkedIn just because, you know, with the master's program, I'm not going to be able to stay at my job. Yeah. Uh, so just trying to figure out what I'm going to be doing. Um, and they have like a skills assessment test that you can take to try to make yourself seem more yeah. impressive. Like you take, the, how fast do you type type stuff? And Well, the, I think a lot of them are like, they just make you answer like questions. And like, mm-hmm. I, I have the uh, badge, I think is what they call them for like Adobe Premiere, um, which I would hope so. I use it all the time. Yeah. Um, and then also Adobe Photoshop. I tried to do the Microsoft Word one and failed. <laughs> I was like, how did I not pass the Microsoft Word one? Like, they're real specific about it. No shit. Like, it's not just like, how do you do, like, standard typing stuff? They're like, how do you do all this, like, really intricate stuff? And I was like, I don't even know what that is. They made a change about five years ago to where the um, attachment is. And... I always have a problem with it because I grew up and it was in a very specific place when I learned the program. I grew up when they still had the paperclip mascot. Yeah, like, paperclip mascot. Go? You can ask questions. <laughs> that he guy was go? awesome. <laughs> but uh, 
I, I recently, just for the hell of it, to see if I could pass it, took a, there's a editing program called iMovie. It's mm-hmm. like the standard, like, free program that comes on uh, your Mac. Yeah. And I took that one. It was the easiest test I think I've ever taken in my life. <laughs> what so, does the little sideways triangle do? So that's why we should update from GarageBand. <laughs> But then it'll be complicated. Yeah, but then we then we'll have to hire have 3D audio. audio. We could have 3D audio. I could yell at you guys over here. I could yell at you guys over here. I don't know if that worked. <laughs> be hilarious if that's all that it took. They're like, no, it's not in editing. We're definitely just running around the room. <laughs> like, let me step ten feet back and then scream dramatically, and then somebody's gonna come growl. <laughs> God damn. So that's the life update, I guess. <laughs> oh, babe. It'll be fine. I've been uh, reading this awesome book. <laughs> How funny would that be? 40 minutes in, I just start telling you guys. Remember earlier when I almost said Norm MacDonald's name? I've been reading his book. It's hilarious. I do want to talk about that one, though. So if you guys can get your hands on some copies of Norm MacDonald's, I think it's called Not a Memoir or Based on a True Story, something like that. Um, if you don't know Norm, he was the SNL um, Weekend Update guy. You either love Norm or you hate him. A lot of people find him really annoying or they don't understand like the jokes. The book's fucking brilliant. And there are some very specific things that I want to talk about as far as storytelling that I've never seen anywhere else. Once You're I get that one finished. Take that away from, get away from me. Jax <laughs> <laughs> right. went and grabbed his bone. I was like, that's going to be really annoying. <laughs> but I've, I've shared some of it with Kristen. He does this really interesting thing where he's got a ghostwriter with a really funny name. And... <laughs> And I'm, I, I want to do like a not a full episode on it because Kristen hasn't read it. So like more about like some of the thematic elements that have gone into this you know book that I didn't know existed until Norm died. And then I was like, holy shit! And then I ran to the store and they didn't have any copies. And Amazon was like three months backed up and nobody could get a copy because they found out Norm wrote a book. <laughs> but that'll be fun. Yeah, we'll do that on the next podcast. Probably. I'm, I'm getting pretty close to the end of it. On account, I've been reading it every day. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, babe, I love you. I love you It's going to be okay. Like, I, I don't know. I'm... <clears throat> I don't know. Finally, I think, starting to realize maybe, like, all that bullshit literally everybody who's already successful says about... How their rejection shaped them might actually be true. <laughs> yeah. It's like no, when you're in the moment getting rejected, you're like, fuck you, man. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite quote about it was from <clears throat> Stephen King's On Writing, where he talks about he had a nail to hold up the rejection slips, and eventually that got too heavy for the nail, so he used a railroad spike. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. I, it, it's not a bad thing. It feels like a bad thing because I. Like wanted I, it. <laughs> I wanted it, but like I've been writing since the third grade. <laughs> Pretty consistently in fiction. I've had my high points, I've had my low points, I've had projects where I was like, that was goddamn beautiful, and then I've had ones that I forget that I even participated in. Um, 
I could have put in more effort to this whole process. I feel like I've let people down in some odd way that I know, you know, rationally isn't true. It's just the emotion of the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am proud that I tried and I'm proud that I'm not so discouraged that I didn't like, as my mom would say, throw my toys out the pram. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd be like, well, fine, fuck you. I'm going to go get a corporate job for the rest of my life. Like I'm, as you said yesterday, you know, like I don't like it when things don't go my way. And now we're at war. <laughs> not a literal war. Not making any physical threats or anything like that. But uh, it's going to light a fire. And uh, you can make of that what you would like. I mean, literally lighting fires. I don't know yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> my goal the in Nightmare life... Box does not endorse. <laughs> my goal in life is literally to blow up a vehicle on camera. So, <laughs> it's not a threat. It's... It's not a threat. For a film. I realized as I was saying it, I was like, well, that could be taken in a bunch of different ways. No, I want to do it as a piece of fiction for a very specific project. I would like to blow up a car. You could have participated in that, but you didn't want to. So no, you don't get a blown up car. No car bomb for you. (laughs) I think most people are probably grateful to not receive car bombs as a gift. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Like, I... I think it's still tough in general because, I mean, both of us are still kind of in that phase of, like, can't afford to not have day jobs and it's hard if you lose motivation to not um, put in full effort to continue to try Mm -hmm. to achieve your dreams. Um, So that kind of sucks because you have to, like, just self-motivate constantly where you're like, no, like, I can. Like, I can get through this. It's (laughs) been a lifetime of doors getting slammed in my face. (laughs) But I, like, I I feel like to some extent... I'll build my own goddamn house. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like to some extent, though, it does make people more resilient long-term. So, like, I have gotten a little desensitized to the immense amount of job rejection letters. Um, putting in for all the libraries on multiple occasions and being like, I can't be a librarian. <laughs> My guidance counselor lied his ass off. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot, can, a lot of rejection letters. I believe I can fly, <laughs> but I can't rent books to that one dude over there. It's just that one guy. I, I, that I meant to. <laughs> Clearly you are not a rapper. I'm, I'm, it's time don't to hang you, up the b and Don't you bring out b and <laughs> I really do think so. Like, I, I think um, kind of getting back to the podcast and, you know, taking that a bit more seriously and maybe being honest with ourselves about how intense the workload is and whether or not we can handle it. I think the problem initially was we were like, we're going to do a film every month and two podcasts a week and you're going to write. And it was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a thing called bipolar disorder. So that felt completely rational it was a terrible (laughs) idea is what it was um so yeah i think maybe um setting a realistic schedule like we're gonna do the one episode a week and uh you know we might do two stars on occasion or whatever but um like if we watch one that is truly stupid yeah yeah (laughs) um and then yeah like if you have like a realistic schedule for um when you can realistically write and it's not like extremely draining for you or like if i'm like oh like i'd like to shoot a thing like set a realistic schedule and not be like you have one week to get it done go (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, my mission tonight is there's a bottle of wine in the refrigerator. There are some poblano peppers that desperately need to be stuffed with taco fillings and Mexican blend cheese. There's a beer. So I'm going to go do that. Love you, sweetheart. And I love you guys. And we will talk to you next week.